So I'm Rachel. I have My Embodied Co, which is a holistic health and wellness business. That's amazing. You are all in one. Realizing there was more than just helping people within an hour and then sending them on their way. My heart really lies with helping women. Your body can only hold so much and then it's going to show you like, hey, you need to make a change. The kinder you can be to yourself throughout, the better the journey is going to be. I put the makeup on, but I was so shy and I didn't even want people to come closer to me because they could see mm -hmm. my skin even if I have makeup on. I'm judging myself or I'm worried about my skin, so I assume other people are. Welcome to the second episode of One Woman Show. And I have amazing guests here. Uh, her name is Rachel and she is currently in London. Am I right? Yeah, you got it. We are very good because we have the same time zone. So this was really very easy to set up these calls. I was really, very happy and delighted. So Rachel, you can cover so much stuff and I'm so happy that you can be here and you can talk about uh, nutrition. You can talk about fitness, uh, about mindset, uh, because that's everything what you cover and I think even more so feel free to introduce yourself what exactly you do so uh, people who are watching us will get to know you better yeah well first off thanks for having me on I'm so happy to be here um, yeah I'm so excited about today and yeah so I'm Rachel I have my embodied co which is a holistic health and wellness business Um, I am a registered massage therapist back in Canada, not London. Um, I am a lifestyle coach, a fitness nutrition specialist, as well as a certified personal trainer. Wow. So you can cover <laughs> so many stuff. That's amazing. And uh, you mentioned that you uh, are the finder of um, My Embodied. Yeah, why did My you... Embodied Co. Yeah. Why did you decide to set it up? and uh, something amazing? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, definitely never anticipated owning a business before. I was a full-time massage therapist, and which I absolutely love, still do. It's absolutely wonderful. But I found myself realizing there was more than just helping people within an hour and then sending them on their way. So I really love doing the home care aspects, so giving them exercises, breathing techniques, stuff they could incorporate into their day-to-day. -day. Um, so that got me a bit more interested in more of the personal training exercise side of it. So I've decided to get my certification with personal training. And then from there, I just took on some one-on-one -on -one clients, started teaching some outdoor fitness classes, and then just realized, oh, I guess I need a business name because people keep asking. So I just created a business name and then realized, oh, I don't really have somewhere for people to go. So I built a website. And then I got offered a year in a coaching program with these two wonderful business coaches. And so things just kind of started to fall into place bit by bit. Um, and it just kind of is still building in ways that I haven't even anticipated or couldn't have expected. And so it's just kind of grown organically. And through that and through my own development, I've just learned the importance of having a well-rounded holistic approach to health. Um, so I've embodied that for myself and now I'm really enjoying helping that um, other people. You can help so many people with what you do. And if someone will come to you, uh, they basically can just, you can cover everything. You can cover nutrition and mindset. So when 
imagine that someone will come to you, you have like client, how exactly it goes when they will come to you? Yeah. So first things first, I can always do a free consult with people. I think, yes, I can offer a lot, but it may not be for everybody. So I want to make sure I do an intro call with people just to make sure we are a good fit. Um, so that's step one. And we start by covering like where you're at now. So some time for reflection, kind of what got you to where you're at now? Why are you looking to have coaching? So a bit of time for reflection, and then we'll take a look at where they want to go. So we do some goal setting, some action steps, and then also take a look at why they're not there already. So kind of taking a look at some maybe blocks or barriers that have inhibited them from reaching those goals in the past. And then we create that action plan and we get clear on why they're making those goals and why they want to achieve those things. And then we put that in place and kind of go from there. So the baseline is coaching. Um, so you can do either two or three calls a month, just one-on-one. Um, so we'll start with calls. And then from there, we can focus more on the exercise piece. So we can do specific exercise programming if that's in line with their goals, um, or we can just have the, the base coaching. So it's kind of a, a build your own adventure. So kind of whatever you want to focus on, we can, we can build into the coaching calls or within the exercise program. And why do you think that it's the, like the number one issue for people to start taking care of themselves? Because it's hard. <laughs> like, I think it's so overwhelming. I think especially in a world and a society where there's so much information and misinformation as well, that it can be really daunting. I think when there's too much thrown at us, it can be kind of paralyzing of like, oh, like, like where do we start? Um, so I think that's just the biggest thing is it can seem so daunting for people and there is no quick fix, right? Like you have to put in the work, you have to be willing to do that, which is not what a lot of people want to hear. But I think, again, just the thought of actually having to make those changes is, is scary. It's scary to make a change. Yeah. It's because I mean, anytime you're making a change, that means you're going outside of your comfort zone and our body or mind, it wants to keep us safe. That's what it's there to do. Um, but then there's also those, those mental blocks that come into play, you know, your brain telling you, Oh, you shouldn't do that. Oh, that's too hard. Um, so you kind of have that mental chatter that often comes along when you're trying to do something new or uncomfortable. Um, so yeah, it's hard to get out of that comfort zone. You, do you focus only on men or, or women or it both of them? I've coached both men and women in the past, but my, my heart really lies with helping women. I think for myself personally, the whole hormone side of things and just the lack of information, unfortunately, that I think women have about their bodies has just become so clear to me. And it's just, that's where, that's where my heart lies is helping women. Um, so, yeah. You mentioned about the hormones and I had a look mm -hmm. at your um, Instagram and also over your web page. For us, I, I can personally say that like <laughs> during the month, there is like a place for the hormones, you know, like and I'm all over the place sometimes. And mm -hmm. um, and I also think that uh, with the woman is maybe very, very important to go out of the comfort zone you know and just to mm -hmm. make that steps and take care of themselves even though it's sometimes not easy every single day in a month you know and i would also like to cover if you don't mind because it's okay if not um a 
about the acne is it okay to talk about mm -hmm. that oh yeah I could talk about that for days yeah <laughs> because I think this is something what it's very connected to uh, confidence I went through that so I kind of know but I but I want you to tell me like what's your story regarding this self-love mm -hmm. confidence related to this acne issue because I think lots of women can relate to that yeah it was I've always had I would say sensitive skin but I wouldn't say ever struggled too much in my teen years with acne and then I hit 25 years old and everything just kind of happened I think it was a perfect storm of stress of hormones um, just build up in your body I heard an analogy once that explained your body's like a bucket so if you think about a bucket there's only so much the bucket can hold and eventually just starts spilling over so often whether that's through food whether that's through the products we're using um, there's toxins all in our environment so eventually your body can only hold so much and then it's going to show you like hey you need to make a change and so I think that's kind of what was happening with me and it came as a bit of a surprise because I consider myself a pretty healthy person. I've always loved exercise. I've always loved fueling my body well. So for me, it came as a bit of a bit of a shock. And there's almost a bit of shame around that, to be honest, of like, oh, how, how did I let this happen almost? Or why is this happening to me? Like, what am I doing wrong? Um, so yeah, I kind of went on a deep dive of changing lifestyle factors, you know, getting rid of plastics, changing hair products, makeup, nutrition changes. And I just kind of went on a a deep dive. It's been about three years and counting because I would say I'm still learning what triggers it. Um, and it still flares up sometimes, even though I, I know all the right things, there is still those moments where it catches me by surprise again. So um, yeah, and it took, it took a lot to, to get through that on the confidence side of things. I think when, especially starting an online business, when you're on camera and you're doing video calls, and you're not happy with how you look, that's a really challenging place to be. So I think it was one of the most necessary things for me to go through. I think it's gonna allow me to help a lot more women down the road, which I'm grateful for, and provide them with tools that I wish I had had when I was starting out that could have saved me some headaches and some pain along mm -hmm. the way. And I think it was really great to start to again, find self-worth and confidence from an internal standpoint, because again, it, it can't come from external, which I think you hear that all the time, but, but it's so true. Nothing in your external environment will give you that confidence or will give you that self-worth. So for me, it was a really good lesson in tuning into my body, listening to what it needs, and then just finding that kind of worth and confidence regardless of what, what's shown on the outside. So, yeah. What's the one thing that you would uh, advise to uh, maybe a teenager or a woman who struggle with uh, acne? Like, what's the first step that she should do? First step, I, I think, honestly, is looking at your stress levels, which I think, honestly, more recently, I'm realizing just how much that is an impact on my skin. So when you think about stress levels, that impacts your adrenal glands, your thyroid, and those are big hormone producers in your body. So again, that can contribute to hormonal dysregulation. So I think starting from a stress level is a really big one and just taking note of 
How do you feel stress in your body? What causes you stress? What ways can you kind of manage that? Um, and then also just learning to be kind to yourself, which way easier said than done. But I think the kinder you can be to yourself throughout, the better the journey is going to be because you can't change your acne in an instant. You know, it takes a while for your skin to get there. It's going to take a while for it to kind of calm down and resolve. So I think the nicer you can be to yourself throughout that process, um, the more joyful it's going to be. And honestly, the quicker it's probably going to clear up for you because the added stress about how we look, again, fuels that whole stress cycle, right? So just promoting that kindness for yourself best you can. That's that's very true because I remember when I had like issue with skin, I was like crying and I didn't want even, yeah. it's really weird because I didn't even want, I went to work and I didn't, I put the makeup on, but I was so shy and I didn't even want people to come closer to me because they could see mm -hmm. my skin even if I have makeup on and I never yeah. experienced anything like that in my life and it really hits my confidence, you know, um, mm -hmm. and it took me like, really, as you said, like three, for you, you said that it was three years. For me, it was really like a year and a uh, half to just figure mm -hmm. it out if it's nutrition or stress, exactly what you said. Uh, it's just mind blowing. And I, I would love for women to know that even that when there is like if they have acne you know it's not what's basically defined them you know it's not their skin yeah. it's not the look that define them it's yeah. what they have inside yeah I, yeah I think that's so true and I can I can relate to what you just said like I remember not wanting to go do things because I didn't want people to see me or when you're talking to someone having it actually take away from the conversation because I was just so focused on, oh my gosh, they're judging me. Oh, they're looking at my skin. But that was just me reflecting that I'm judging myself or I'm worried about my skin. So I assume other people are, but we are truly our own, own worst critics. And yeah, but I do remember those, that feeling and it's, it's awful. Like I think until you've experienced it, you can't quite, quite get across kind of that, like mm. gut-wrenching feeling that you do have but yeah it doesn't define you at at all and I think just the more like for me the more I could think about okay this is I don't feel great in my skin right now but how can I still show up with as much like love and kindness and like how can I still still be that even when I feel low um with my skin how can you still provide that light and that love um for for those around you so that's that's very true and i also think that regarding the skin but also like the way how we love our body you know mm -hmm. it's can like a lot of women struggle to love themselves as they are you know they can be uh skinny they can have some curves they can have uh, i don't know like few kilos up or down if they come to you saying that I don't, I don't know if they come to you saying that, oh, I don't like myself and I cannot look at the mirror the way how I look. What you usually advise them? I mean, I would say it's quite person dependent because everyone, everyone needs something slightly different when they're kind of in that mental state. But I think at the end of the day, when you're in that state of maybe not liking your body, not wanting to be in your body, 
you can become quite disconnected from it because you just don't want to be in your body. So I think finding healthy, positive ways to tune back into your body and kind of get the mind and body reintegrated, whether that's through just like gentle, like hand on your heart as you breathe, just taking note of your breath, um, finding ways just to, you know, tackle stress management and give yourself kind of that time to, to ease and just be. Um, and then just finding metrics to track that aren't anything related to how you look. And I think especially a lot of people want to see a number on a scale, but a scale is really not a good metric for tracking because you can change your whole composition, lose a lot of fat, gain a lot of muscle and actually weigh more. So I think it's again, kind of that education piece of letting them know what's actually happening in their body, that it's supposed to change. And then, but also finding metrics to track that has nothing to do with that right and it's like how do you feel in your body do you feel stronger do you feel more confident are you able to do things that you couldn't do a month ago so I think coming back into that feeling state and building that connection and strength um, really really helps because if you're doing things that make you feel good then you're probably going to think you look better right so I think it's just finding finding ways to tap into that which does look a bit different for everybody um, but I think everyone does deserve more education and more knowledge on their body. And especially when it comes to food under even just understanding why it's not good to underfuel your body. And I think when people have a deeper understanding of whether that's with their hormones, whether that's what's happening when you digest food, when they understand what's happening in their body, they kind of have that rationale to be like, okay, like that makes sense. Like, I can eat the food and not feel bad about it or carbs aren't bad for you or whatever it is, whatever mental stories, whatever mm -hmm. chatter you have going on in your mind, when you have kind of that background to understand a bit more about your body, you can hold a bit more compassion and understanding for what it's going through. And I think a big thing I see too is a lot of women kind of beating themselves up for not feeling okay doing long runs every day of the week or doing high intensity exercise all the time. So again, it's finding that compassion for understanding our body is going through so much in the month with our hormones. Like our bodies aren't doing this. We're like up and down and all over the place with our hormones. So once you kind of understand that and hold compassion for that, I think it really changes how you, how you view your body and what it's actually able to do for you all the time and it's okay to let it rest and yeah so the more understanding you can have the the easier it is to kind of find that find that peace in yourself and in your body so basically that self-talk the way have you talk to yourself and have you look at yourself that in impact everything what you do in everything. even if it's like hmm even if yeah. it's like nutrition or exercising. And um, I always say that if you love yourself, if you have good relationship with yourself, because everything starts with yourself, then mm -hmm. you can have better relationship and you can have even better, you know, the quality of the life because you don't judge yourself for things that yeah. you, you don't have to. Yeah. Um, you can be just very nice and kind to yourself, but that's that it's a journey to get there, you know. And yeah, I think this is something what you can help with as well, you know. 
Mm, because yeah, of that's, someone that's my goal yeah it's yeah that's one of my main goals I think whenever I hear clients that say they feel better in their body or that yeah they love their body more or that they're doing things they never thought they could do and just seeing them like you can just you can see it in their face and how they show up just they're they feel empowered in their body they're more willing to try new things they just show up differently they carry themselves differently and it's just it's one of the best things that I could ever like ask for and it's yeah just lights me up to see that um with the clients so yeah yeah it must be rewarding you know that you uh feel that wow they achieved that and they feel better but you feel uh, better as well mm -hmm. yeah I mean they're doing all the work I'm just here kind of kind of guiding so it's again great to remind them of that like yes I'm I'm assisting them on that journey and there's a support but like they're doing all the work like that is all them it's all their body like you're just a guide for it so it's it's amazing to see what they're capable of with just those, those little nudges those little reminders that little guidance right so yeah it's it's amazing to be a part of people's journey in that way. And there's a lot of trust involved in that. So I always just feel grateful that people are willing to trust me to be involved in that process of their journey. So it can be a pretty, pretty vulnerable, emotional thing to go, to go through that. So I'm sure you can relate to mm -hmm. that as well. It's just amazing to, to get to be a part of that um, in people's lives. It's pretty, pretty powerful. So that, that, that's amazing. I'm really very happy that you can help women you know in different aspects to make them more confidence to feel better and um can you tell us like if someone would like to approach you and someone would like to contact you where exactly they can find you yeah so instagram um if you want to just kind of see what i'm about or send me a message on there uh you can definitely follow me on instagram uh, my website is a great place as well you can find um like a link to book a call if you want you can send me an email through there as well so i would say as of right now website and instagram are kind of the two two main places where you could find me very good and i will put everything in the description box so they can just click yeah. on it and and find you uh, i'm really very happy that you were here that you told us everything about what you do it's very inspiring to see someone who can do so many stuff and who can like if client will come to you you can cover all person mind and body as well yeah thank you yeah it's I mean, time is money, right? And I think cutting out kind of the middleman of having to go between two, three, four different people, I think is just a really beneficial thing to have. And you get to look at a person as a whole, not just in one aspect. And I mean, I'm not an expert in everything by any means. So I also have a great referral network of other professionals if mm -hmm. people require that. But yeah, I think it's so important to look at the mind, body and the soul as one. So I'm happy to provide a space for um yeah support as people kind of come to me for that, so yeah that's amazing you are all in one I can say this way if it's correct <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that that's fantastic so um if anyone would like to approach uh, Rachel contact her I will um leave the uh, links in the description box thank you very much Rachel for um coming thank here for so being much. my guest Thank you. Um, you were very inspiring. You still are. And I'm looking forward to uh, talk to you. So thank you. Thank you so much. Bye.